for the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. <clears throat> Today is the gospel reading of uh, Zacchaeus from the chapter 10 of the gospel of St. Luke. And we can, of course, learn many lessons from the story of Zacchaeus. When usually when we think of him, we just think of the short man. But there's a lot more to his story than just his stature. Um, but I wanted to sort of just reflect on a couple of things that we can take from this gospel reading, which is about judgment and repentance. <clears throat> In general, this story reveals to us that we're not very good judges of others. We can make righteous judgment um, in order to protect ourselves, to protect our family, but we're usually not very good judges of one's intentions or one's relationship with God, especially if we don't know them very deeply or if we have an encounter with them that is maybe not the, the best of encounters. And we find that in today's gospel that people can be unpredictable. And when we think about someone's unpredictability, we usually associate it to a negative, um, a negative characteristic, that the person is unpredictable in that who knows what can happen next. But today is, is seeing the unpredictability of, um, of one who is seen as, as a great sinner and a great um, offense to the community and to see that it, is it was an unpredictable turn of events in which this man becomes an example of righteousness and repentance. And so that one who is considered an enemy to the people can conform to holiness. And we, of course, read this, we, we of course read this uh, in the Pauline epistle when it was speaking about the spirit um, of God and that it is the spirit that drives um, it is the spirit that drives man to uh, to righteousness uh, we, we read now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God so Zacchaeus, he, the Spirit of God, led him to seek the Lord. And so how did Jesus deal with this person who is most hated among the people? And how did he deal with the person who stole from the livelihood of so many people? And there were two things that, that Christ did that really affected uh, Zacchaeus, two of the few things that happen, and two of them that we notice that Christ did is number one, he looked up, and number two, he called him by his name. And when I looked, when I tried to search for other times that the Lord Christ, that we find that he, this gesture of looking up, it only happened one other time with another person, in the context of, in the context of another person. And it was with the, the poor widow who gave the t her two mites. So 
we find that the Lord makes this gesture of looking up, meaning that he turns his face closer to someone seeking him. One, he looks up to <clears throat> one who gave all of her livelihood, who gave everything that she had, and then also he looks up to the one who has taken all the livelihood from the people. And you have two people who on the outside are very different, and one that we suspect or that we assume is completely undeserving of Christ's attention. And of course, we sometimes fall into judgment because my eyes look only straight ahead. I don't look up. And this is what happened among the crowd, that among the crowd, we, we see what is ahead of us. And I don't, and I don't look up, meaning that I don't, I don't look to seek the, the good intentions, or it's difficult for me to look up to see the good heart in others. So I don't look up as in I don't look for where innocence lies within another. And the reason Jesus looks up is because he is always in pursuit and seeking the soul of those who desire salvation. Of course, St. Paul, he was teaching us today that the Spirit of God is what leads us to find him. But if we take just this context, then we sort of feel like our salvation or our the hope of our eternal life is, is simply in the hands, in our own hands, which is sort of scary. Because maybe I shouldn't trust myself. Well, we shouldn't all trust ourselves. But we, we have to remember that Christ, he's participating in this. In the last verse we read, for the Son of Man, Christ is saying this, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It's not just us who are seeking, but it is also the Lord who is seeking. And when the Lord finds that the good heart is seeking, is, is uh, looking for Christ, looking for salvation, then Christ always looks up to find us. What happened with Zacchaeus also happened with the Lord Christ himself. Because if we, of course, think about Christ on the cross, that he himself was accused as a sinner and lifted up onto the tree. And it's no coincidence that tomorrow is the Feast of the Cross. And today we read about Zacchaeus um, who climbed the sycamore tree. So the lifting up of one on the cross, on the wood of the cross. Even, even David the prophet, he speaks, you lifted up on the tree. And so he, he was accused of being a sinner and lifted up on the tree. And those who, look, those who look straight, that is that those who look to Christ as simply a good man, lose out on uniting with the divine person of the Logos. But what is required of us to find the divine presence of God is that we must look up to see the true glory of the cross. And of course, if you notice that when we put the cross in the, in the church, we never put the cross down. The cross is always lifted up, even, in, even if, it's, if it's possible that 
The cross is the, the highest point even on the church on the outside. So it is a reminder that we are always to look up. There is looking up is, is signifies um, looking to pure, something pure, looking to holiness. And the Lord, he looks up to Zacchaeus. So we're invited to, to look up onto this cross and to be lifted up on the tree. That is for those who are innocent and yet accused. And Zacchaeus in the eyes of God is innocent. And he is made innocent by the innocence of Christ on the cross. Do you know what Zacchaeus means? It means um, pure or innocent one. Pure or innocent one. So imagine that when Christ, he calls upon Zacchaeus, he says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. O innocent one, O pure one, O the one that I know your heart, O the one that is accused, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Why must Christ stay at his house? Because it is against God's will that one who seeks him, that Christ denies him. So he must stay at his house. So Jesus is saying, I must now come to complete, to make your repentance complete. Zacchaeus, he sought Christ. We learn that we cannot make judgment of people's intentions uh, because of this story and how it's difficult for us to discern even as we saw with the, the woman, the poor widow of the two mites who gave her livelihood and the one who took the livelihood of the people that, um, that again, uh, it's difficult for us to judge and we seek not to be judged because we constantly live a life of being lifted up onto the tree to for, for Christ to fulfill our repentance, which is the next point, which is the repentance that Zacchaeus fulfilled and he teaches us, which is that repentance is not simply an internal remorse, but it is a change. Even if that change does not seem to be accepted um, or considered as valid uh, in the eyes of others. Zacchaeus, of course, lusted after money, but at this point he was already ready to detach himself from, from the money. He knew that the more he accumulated, it didn't, it didn't solve the issues that he felt it would solve. And we find, this, we find this in our lives all the time, not just with money, right? I mean, in college, I thought, okay, like I'll find security at uh, this amount of money. And then when we, when we have that amount of money, we find out that all that happens is our expenses just increase and we end up broke the whole time. So, and it's the same thing with our passions. It's the same thing with, with the things that we struggle with that maybe this will, maybe this will satisfy 
uh, my issues. And we get there and we find that all it does is bring more and more issues. And so repentance, he teaches us, isn't, isn't simply that I, yes, I, I hate my sin, I hate my struggle, but I have to make some type of change. And so he was ready to make the change, but he, he first needed validation that God knew his innocence, the innocence of his intentions. And so because Christ, he says to him, I must come to your house, and Zacchaeus responded by, by, by taking in Christ joyfully, as it says, then um, it was easy for him for Zacchaeus to finally pull the plug and say, I will return money that is based on false accusation and return it fourfold. And I give half of my goods to the poor. And so we must give up something to fulfill the repentance. And this is why even as part, as part of our spiritual practices, that when we have confession, confession is the last thing that we do. Because I've already experienced that what brings me, what I thought brings me happiness is, is really costing my life. And I'm ready to make a change. And I've already accepted that um, I know that God will validates that I am innocent at heart. And then they come to, to receive absolution, to receive the assurance, to receive the, 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 the final validation, the, the sort of, I must stay at your house um, work that happens in confession. That's why when, when all of us confess, we go in and it's the worst feeling ever. It's not supposed to be a good feeling. And yet when we walk away, we find that there is a great sense of peace. Sometimes I encounter people who say, I, have, I haven't confessed in, in four or five years, and they're shaking because of, because of sin that, that has been difficult for them to, to confess, meaning that they have not uh, fully received the validation of the innocence of their heart. And then it's, it's okay, just release the pain and you find that after the confession it's like they they're the most calm person in the world and this is the joy this is the peace that Zacchaeus experienced today we know what it's like when we don't fulfill when we don't allow Christ to fulfill or to complete our repentance, or when we can't make the change that Zacchaeus made, or when we feel like we're not validated. It can be um, um, debilitating for us, like uh, Moses, Moses, who of course is considered one of the greatest patriarchs. He was crippled by his own insecurity. God called him to God called him to serve his people. And every time Moses would come up with some type of excuse or he would say, well, I can't, I'm not, what are people going to say? They're going to say, I am unworthy. 
because, of course, Moses, he killed uh, uh, an Egyptian. And so he always found himself unworthy. Or that he had a, a speech impediment. And he, and he said, well, people are not going to accept that I, I'm not eloquent in speech. Or that, well, I, I'm not a credible, I don't, I'm not a credible person. And you know what God's response was when Moses would respond in this way is that it says that the kindle, the, the fire or the anger uh, was kindled in God toward Moses. It's like when, you're, when, you, when you, your child has an opportunity to do something really good and you say, you should do this. And then they say, no, 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 I don't want to do it. And then there's sort of this little bit of anger in you of like, but this is really good for you. This is the, this is the fire that's kindled in God. It's, a, it's a, righteous, a righteous anger. When we can't move forward, when, when, when our insecurities, when our past mistakes, when our, um, when our ideas of what of our short our shortcomings how they affect us and our families when they stop us from being able to move forward in life then I haven't really felt that God validates my innocence or that um, that God is not ready to come to my house but the Lord today is teaching us that every Every creation is worthy and is made in order to be visited. Because Christ himself seeks us and we are guided by the Holy Spirit to seek Christ. May the Lord always assure us and grant us um, validation that, that he cares about us, that he seeks our repentance and that by our, um, by our love for others in the way that Christ loves us, that judgment allows, judgment is suppressed so that um, life is brought to everyone, just as in the story of Zacchaeus. May the Lord, um, may the Lord grant us um, peace in this story. To him be the glory both now and ever and to the ages of all ages. Amen.